Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, as many of you know, Bake Off returns to our TV screens tonight. We all love cake. We always have. So where did the concept and the reality of cake spring from? The Telegraph's nominative determinism editor, Andrew Baker, is the author of Cake, A Slice of British Life. Good afternoon, Andrew. Good afternoon to you. Sorry, I couldn't resist that. But you probably, and I know you've probably heard that a million times uh, before. <laughs> Just uh, a few. Uh, now, as I understand in the book, you, 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 you were looking at the kind of uh, regional identities of some cakes, or at least, you know, cakes that are associated with regions in, in Britain. And uh, also you attempted to make some of them. What was the oldest example of a cake that you made or something that was cake-like? Well, I made something that was very much like the cake that King Alfred supposedly burnt back in Anglo-Saxon times, which is basically an oat cake of the kind of oat cake that you can buy in most supermarkets, to be honest. But I I made something like that and took it along to a replica of an Anglo-Saxon farm and stuck it on an open fire and burnt it and then ate it. And it was disgusting. Uh, But that was a a pretty good approximation, according to my diligent research. That was a pretty good approximation of the kind of thing that a cake was about 1,100 years ago, uh, made of oats or some similar primitive cereal uh, and very little else. And not very interesting, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine so. Now, I, I suppose, it, well, would it be fair to say that that kind of a sponge cake is the most common form of cake, not just in Britain, but around Europe? Absolutely. That's the kind of basic cake. Let's face it, it's the building block cake. It's what we use as the basis for all the more extravagant cakes. And most of the extravagant cakes on the Bake Off are built using a kind, some kind of sponge cake base. And that's been around since the 15th, 16th centuries, probably invented in, in Spain or Italy. And uh, around with us in some form for more than 500 years. Right. OK. And so then you would have so many different options and, and variations on that. And I sp- yeah, one you would have covered, of course, was the Victoria sponge cake. Is, is it yeah, named, that, named after that Queen? Was, that was, absolutely. That was invented uh, basically to, as a safe cake for the children of Queen Victoria. Now, she was terribly worried about the little ones and didn't want them choking on any of the kind of sultanas or raisins or nuts that you might find in a fruitcake, which is pretty much what was around. So a safe sponge, and she even decreed that the filling, the jam filling for a Victoria sponge, should be sieved to make sure there were no pips in it that might get stuck in the little one's teeth. That's extraordinary. So So it was made specifically per her instructions then? It was. It was made. I went to the, the kitchens of uh, Osborne House on the Isle of Wight, which was Queen Victoria's favourite family home. And they still make a beautiful Victoria sandwich sponge cake on the Isle of Wight. And I ate that in the, in the kitchens there at Osborne House. And it was, it was you know, created in the, in the royal kitchens and named after her. Yeah. Now, I suppose, we'll, yeah, we'll, say, we'll, we'll stay with the kind of aristocracy stories uh, because the, Batten, the, the, the origins of the Battenberg cake are absolutely fascinating. And that's another one that, that came from the 19th century, which is a big century for cake. And uh, Prince Louis of Battenberg was a, a, a prince of a minor state in Germany who rose to fame when he married Queen Victoria's granddaughter, also called Victoria. And it was a big royal wedding. It was huge news. And they named a cake, Battenberg Cake, after Prince Louis of Battenberg, which was a great thing. So it was a huge public success. Battenberg Cake became very famous. 
Prince Louis of Battenberg became very famous. And he rose through the ranks of the Royal Navy in Britain and commanded the Royal Navy at the start of the First World War, when it suddenly occurred to people that since we were at war with Germany, having a German prince with a German name in charge of the Royal Navy might not be such a good idea. Mm. So Prince Louis of Battenberg unfortunately lost his job with the Royal Navy and had to change his name. And they thought about Battenberg could be translated. That would be Batten Hill. That still sounded a bit weird. So they did a swap around and made it Mount Batten, which is why the surname of the royal family is now Mount Batten. So the name of the cake stuck, but the name of the prince the cake was named after had to be changed. How interesting. Did the popularity of the cake suffer at all? No, the cake stayed a big hit and is still a big hit to this day. But most people have forgotten entirely about Prince Louis of Battenberg. Mm. Uh, so there you are. I resurrected that one. Yeah, in, in, in a Battenberg cake, why are there four squares in it? Does that, that have a significance? It was that they renamed an existing cake called windowpane cake, which was inspired by the stained glass windows of churches. That's why the, the squares in a Battenberg cake have different colours. It was known as windowpane cake. And then it was renamed Battenberg Cake after dear old Prince Louis. Ah, right. OK. And so um, would Battenberg Cake have any popularity in Germany? Well, that's a good question. I rang, I, I rang the town of Battenberg, uh, where Prince Louis' family you know, originally came from. And, you know, speaking German, I tried to establish, speak with my four words of German, I tried to establish if you could actually buy Battenberg Cake in Battenberg. And they said nine. Huh. Uh, you can't you can't get it there at all. It doesn't exist in Germany. That's so interesting. Now, uh, Dundee cake, does that actually come from Dundee? Now, that genuinely does come from Dundee. There's no complaints about that. It was a, the, the, the creation myth of Dundee cake is that it was created for Mary, Queen of Scots, and she couldn't abide glacé cherries, so the story goes. So they replaced the glacé cherries on top of a fruitcake with almonds, to please Mary, Queen of Scots. And that's how Dundee cake was born. That's actually complete rubbish. Uh, it was huh. nothing to do with Mary, Queen of Scots. And it was invented in the 19th century by the, the marmalade manufacturers, who were very big in Dundee. And they used it as a, a, an extra outlet for their marmalade out of season, because marmalade is a key ingredient in, in Dundee cake. And the almonds on the top were just a decoration to distinguish it from all the other kinds of fruitcake. But you can still buy it in Dundee. I went on a special mission to get the uh, the true slice of Dundee cake, and you can still buy beautiful Dundee cake in, in the city of Dundee and sit and enjoy it in the lovely cafes there. Okay, that's, uh, that's and Eccles cake, does that come from Eccles? It come, yeah, it comes from Eccles, a suburb of Manchester. And uh, it's a little bit tricky to track down the actual Eccles cake in Eccles in Manchester. I had a tough time doing that. I eventually found it in, in Morrison's supermarket in Eccles. But it wasn't the best example, I must admit. I had to go across town to the, the wrong side of Manchester, a fair way from Eccles. But I found a beautiful example. And uh, it's best eaten with Lancashire cheese, everybody will tell you. You need a, an Eccles cake with a slice of Lancashire cheese oh. on top of it. Oh, I'd never heard of that before. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, 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 a, uh, and a Banbury cake, would that be the same? Yeah, from. it's pretty much the same. To be honest, a lot of these cakes that are named after places are the same kind of thing. They're sort of medieval cakes that were created for 
saints days for religious festivals in medieval times where really all they did was they got a bit of leftover pastry and whatever they had to hand which was usually preserved dried fruit the kind of thing we think of as mince meat in a mince pie and they stuffed that in some pastry folded it over and gave it the name of the town so it so happens that Eccles and Banbury have survived but pretty much every town had a cake like that 500 years ago there's just a couple of them that happen to have survived they're not that inspiring. Mm. Now, and and I assume would it be the or is it maybe an overstatement that that really what what is that what are the most popular cakes in Britain is kind of uh, in, decided by the large supermarket chains essentially. Yeah, absolutely, because they're 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 mass produced to a hundred, you know, to a very high standard, but they're made in their absolute tens of thousands in gigantic factories uh, to be sent out to the supermarkets. And if you look in the supermarket aisles, you will see. Uh, you know, a very well-produced fruitcake with white icing on it, and that can be the basis for a wedding cake or a Christmas cake. You'll probably see a Victoria sponge, um, and you'll obviously see the kind of character cakes, so sort of Colin the Caterpillar, Cuthbert the Caterpillar, Cedric the Caterpillar, all these Caterpillar cakes that seem to have invaded the supermarkets. And they're consumed, you know, in their millions because we all love a slice of cake with a cup of tea. Yeah. It's a comforting thing. A comforting thing. That's why I wanted to look at it. Yeah, no, indeed it is. And the, the Colin the Caterpillar phenomenon, uh, is it that was the original one and then everybody else decided we need some sort of animal-shaped cake that starts with C? Everybody piled in, exactly. Colin was the first and all the others piled in, usually, you know, starting with a C. And there was a famous court case between Colin the Caterpillar and Cuthbert the Caterpillar when uh, Marks and Spencers, the creators of Colin, felt that another supermarket was trespassing on their patch. And it was settled out of court. So we don't know the financial details, but very serious business and very lucrative for the lawyers, the Caterpillar cake controversy. I'd imagine so. Uh, One of our uh, listeners, uh, uh, John, who uh, lives in Cork, um, he says in Cork, a Battenberg cake is triangular, has layers, not squares, and is covered in chocolate. Uh, which well, I really... there you are. <laughs> there you are. That'll, I... be something for, that'll be something for volume two. I would be. Well, it sounds like it's not a Battenberg cake, but uh, Cork is a separate <laughs> republic within this republic, so uh, we can't really uh, argue with them. Uh, Andrew, thanks a million for speaking with us today. Uh, that was Andrew uh, Baker there. Uh, the name of his book is Cake a slice of uh, British life. Sounds delicious. Uh, Bill in Dublin says the pattern on the side of police cars is called the Battenberg pattern after the cake. Oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.